Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to opening night of the NBA and for the Kings. Their opening night is tomorrow in Salt Lake City. Opening nights, I was blessed to do a lot of them, but the most special was back in 1988. The Memorial Coliseum in Portland. I'm going to reflect back on that. But first, I want to tell you that we are brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. They're awesome for your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. And remember, they're available around the clock, 24-7. If you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They'll be there for you. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Again, that's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. The fact that I was standing on an NBA court in November of 1988 was just unbelievable to me, considering that I had come from a very tiny, unknown TV station, for the most part, in Decatur, Illinois. Three years in Decatur from 84 to 87, and I was on my way to California in my Subaru hatchback. July, hottest heat wave of the summer. No air conditioning. And I'll never forget arriving in Sacramento, and despite it being 110, when I arrived at the Woodlake Inn off Highway 160, I would be the only person that decided I was going to eat outside under the palm trees. No one was going to go outside except for me, because, well, when you grow up on Long Island, and you live in Illinois, and you go to college in Bowling Green, palm trees are just something you see on TV. You don't even know that palm trees exist. And when you see palm trees pretty much for the first time, you're like, oh my gosh, I am in paradise. That's exactly what I was thinking when I moved to Sacramento in July of 87. But the fact that I would be announcing my first ever NBA game less than 16 months later is uh, really just just incredible to me. I, I still can't believe right place at the right time. And I'll never forget going to Portland with the Sacramento Kings, flying commercial, getting on one bus. And again, we didn't have a lot of people. You had your 12 players. You had two coaches, one equipment manager, one trainer, the great late Bill Jones, right? I mean, it was, you didn't have a large traveling party, all right? You had a media relations person, Julie Fye, who is currently the media relations person with Phoenix. She's the best in the business. Just have the utmost respect for her. She's incredible. But that's it. That's who you traveled with. And I remember getting up to Portland and checking into the Red Lion Inn. And I was just like, wow, I'm in freaking heaven. I'm getting ready to announce an NBA game. And I remember a lot of things about Portland. I remember how great the fans were. I'm not talking about during the game. I'm talking about leading up to the game. Everywhere you went in Portland, all right, you had... 
The people at the hotel talking about the Blazers. If you got in a taxi, they were talking about the Blazers. You walk down the street, you could hear people talking about the Blazers. You go to eat, talking about the Blazers. And I was just like, wow, what what a phenomenal community this is. Very similar to Sacramento and their passion for the Kings. So opening night for the Kings. And I look at their roster back then. Derek Smith, Joe Klein, Rodney McRae, LaSalle Thompson, Kenny Smith, Randy Whitman, Ben Guillory, Vinny Del Negro, Ricky Berry, Harold Presley, and Ed Pinkney. And the Blazers, their starting five, Terry Porter, Clyde Drexler, Kevin Duckworth in the middle with Jerome Kersey, right? I mean, think about that, that lineup. Think about those guys. Buck Williams, they were good. Mike Schuler was the head coach. The Kings would end up losing that game, 121 to 103. I don't remember much about the actual game. I remember working with Lou Ray Noni, our producer, who had a phenomenal career, and I was so lucky that Lou was part of our production. If you remember back then, it wasn't like it is today. The TV station, in this case, Channel 31, paid the Sacramento Kings for the rights to do the games. And then the Kings hired their own production company and they hired Bud Sports out of St. Louis. And Lou had been the producer during the glory years of the Cincinnati Reds with the Big Red Machine in the 70s. And he worked with Johnny Bench and Pete Rose and Tom Seaver and, you know, all of those. I mean, Lou Lou was big time, all right? And I, I was so lucky to have him in the truck to guide me along for my first ever NBA game. My analyst was Ted Green, who was very well known because of his work as the producer on the Roy Firestone show. Roy, uh, Ted would also uh, host segments on the show. Uh, he was very well known. Everyone in the sports world knew who Ted Green was. Everyone back then watched Roy Firestone's interview show. I mean, it was incredible. So I, I had some pretty interesting people around me. But the thing that I remember the most from that trip up to Portland was when the phone rang in the hotel at around 3, 3.30 in the afternoon on game day. No cell phones back then. And I remember picking up the phone, and it was Tom Curran. Tom had been the TV announcer for the Kings for the first three years in Sacramento, from 85 to 88. And Tom and I had gotten to be good friends. And Tom was calling me to wish me the best. And he made it very clear that it was hard for him not to be with the team, that he loved doing the games for the first three years, but he was wishing me the best, congratulating me, and telling me that I was going to do great. And I remember hanging up the phone and thinking, wow, there is class, and then there is class. And that was Tom Curran, class all the way. And that has always stuck with me throughout my entire career, that even if you have an unfortunate situation or you know it didn't work out or don't ruin it for the other individuals that are moving forward. And I just thought that was as classy as it would get from Tom Curran. 121 to 103 in that game. Derek Smith with 19. Kenny Smith, his rookie season, 22. Tank Thompson with 18. I remember that, and I remember the Portland Trailblazers. Clyde the Glide Drexler with 27. Terry Porter with 19. The late Jerome Kersey with 26. The late Kevin Duckworth, 17, along with eight rebounds. And the old 
Memorial Coliseum. Seating capacity of over just 12,000. And I remember how quaint it was. Just a, a tremendous home court advantage in that small coliseum up there in Portland. 121 to 103. And then it was back home for the home opener against the Seattle Sonics. But I remember after that game being at the Red Lion Hotel Bar with Jerry and I think it was Phil Johnson and Bill Jones, the trainer. And I remember we stayed up to like, I don't know, three in the morning, four in the morning. And I remember sitting there on my first night on the road in the NBA thinking to myself, okay, you cannot be doing this after every game or you're going to have a short career. All right. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget hanging out. But I also thought, wow, what a life to be on the NBA circuit and being blessed to announce NBA games and being around incredible people. And again, I talk about incredible people, you know, to this day, Joe Klein, LaSalle Thompson, Kenny Smith, all right, Vinny Del Negro, all friends of mine. You know, whenever I see Harold Presley, uh, same thing. When I used to see Ed Pinckney on the road, uh, Ed and I would always chat, would always talk. Loved that group. Just really uh, tremendous people. Rodney McRae, just such a, a big heart, but mumbled when he spoke. Had the driest sense of humor. Boy, his low, low post moves were incredible. He was uh, uh, just a, a moody individual with a huge heart. I love being around Rondi McRae. But 121 to 103, the NBA champions that year, the Pistons, I think they won 63 games. Magic Johnson was the NBA MVP. But I'll never forget my first opening night, and I'll never forget that phone call from Tom Curran. Class, class, class. And now I want to fast forward from my first ever game in 1988 to what never was my last game because it never began. At Golden One Center, the Kings and the Pelicans, ESPN was there. We're going to get our first look at Zion Williamson. And I remember doing my radio show And I remember at roughly 4.30 in the afternoon talking about COVID and that if an NBA player tests positive for COVID, then everything would come to a screeching halt. And we know what happened shortly thereafter. Word spread in Oklahoma City that Rudy Gobert of the Jazz had tested positive and... I'll never forget, we thought the game was going to go on, and I remember standing on the court, giving updates about what was going on in the arena, and then as the teams came out to warm up, it was brought to our attention that there were no officials on the floor. And at that point, it was pretty well known that there would not be an NBA game played that night. One of the officials had been doing that game, uh, had been in the game involving the Jazz, and they were alarmed. And everything was done, and little did we know back then on that March evening what our lives would be like and how our lives really would be changed forever as it related to the pandemic, the vaccinations, the masks, the controversies, the amount of people that lost their jobs, 
lost their businesses. I mean, think about what happened to society, not just in the United States, but around the world, really, from that night forward. And so I fast forward a couple of decades, and now I'm going to go even further to tomorrow night for the Sacramento Kings. It's been a long time since I have sensed the excitement from Kings fans. I think you have to go back to the early 2000s when the Kings were a legitimate title contender. Everyone had Kings t-shirts on, Kings gear. Everyone talked about the Kings. Getting tickets was really, really difficult. And when you had tickets or you were going to give your tickets away or whatever the case may be, it was a treat. It was a big deal to surprise your family on, you know, a holiday, birthday. Hey, I've got tickets to the game. It was a huge deal back then. And I'm sensing the same thing now as we start the 23-24 season. I don't know how many games the Kings are going to win, but I know they have a chance to be pretty darn good. They have a chance to build on last year and the three seed in the West. Injuries are something you can't predict. The Kings were very blessed last year in that department. I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. But here's what I do know. This year could be really, really fun for Kings fans. The Kings team is deep. They have all-stars and Fox and Sabonis. They can flat-out score. I'm not sure they've gotten any better defensively. I don't know if they're going to rebound that much better. But on many nights, they're going to just flat-out outscore their opponent. So enjoy this season, Sacramento Kings fans. And I want you to note that we're going to have a lot of programming over on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. Jerry Reynolds, each and every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Jerry's going to join us this year for a lot of halftimes and some post games. Ryan and Sacktown. We're going to have a lot of fun. So check it out on my YouTube channel if you don't like that with Grant Napier. And it starts Wednesday at 4 in the afternoon with Jerry Reynolds. And we'll get you right through the night. And then to the home opener on Friday against the Golden State Warriors. Opening night of the NBA. Enjoy it, everybody. It's time for Grant. Grant. And today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Westside Grill. Their newest restaurant is awesome. It's at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Just go to Bennett's Restaurants to make a reservation, see the menu, and more. That's Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Remember just two weeks ago in the NFL, everyone had anointed the San Francisco 49ers as the team to beat in the NFL. Well, here we are in a span of, what, eight days, and the 49ers with two bad losses to the Cleveland Browns on the road, a missed kick at the end of the game. And then last night, without Debo Samuel, the 49ers offense just doesn't look very good. Now, you can say all you want about injuries. The last time I checked, Minnesota was playing without arguably the best receiver in the game in Jefferson. But what happened to the 49ers defense last night? I mean, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings had, what, 450 yards of total offense? Where was the defense last night? Say all you want about Brock Purdy, who did not play well, and the offense. But where's that vaunted 49ers defense? My, how quickly things can change in the NFL. 
It was just a few weeks ago that everybody had the Buffalo Bills as, gee, here they are after destroying Miami at home, and they look lost right now. That's why I don't pay attention to the power rankings. I don't pay attention to who is where in October. The bottom line is teams that are very good at the beginning of the season, very often at the end, are not, and vice versa. And the key in the NFL is to be relevant when you get to Thanksgiving and then have the stretch drive. Here's what I do know about the 49ers. They're good. I think they're very good. I still think they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. But isn't it interesting how quickly things change in the world of professional football? I mean, look at the Cincinnati Bengals, right? The slow start. They're trying to find their way. Look at Baltimore now. Look at Lamar Jackson this past week just destroying a 5-1 and one Detroit team. Does that mean Detroit all of a sudden is not very good because they got blown out? No. But the key is to be playing well when the regular season ends in January. Will the Niners be that team? I think they will. But, boy, they have not looked themselves the last two weeks. And last night, again, you can criticize their offense all you want. Where the heck was their defense? And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. I hope you have a fabulous Tuesday, a great week. And don't forget to join me and Ryan and Sacktown and Jerry Reynolds on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. So long, everybody. 